0: Hello, this is a question from um, the NLP Facebook page, which is a cool page, and uh, the person who runs it often asks interesting, uh, thought-provoking, debate-provoking questions. They ask the question, what's the difference between NLP and CBT? What's the difference between neuro-linguistic programming and cognitive behavioral therapy? And uh, I've got an anecdote for you, uh, which which I always use to kind of explain my understanding of the difference between CBT and NLP. When I was about 22, uh, one of the many jobs that I've had is I've worked for the probation service for a very short period of time as a cognitive uh, cognitive behavioral cognitive behavioral um, therapist group leader for the probation service, and my job was specifically talking to um, groups of people who were committing crimes as a direct result of their drug addiction and, uh, and I, I didn't last because of the attitude of the uh, probation service towards uh, criminals. It wasn't for me, I'm a little bit too conservative for their extremely lenient approach. Um, When they advised me to say to these criminals, they said, look, uh, tell them, this is cognitive behavioral behavioral therapy uh, model, tell them when they think about committing a crime or they think about taking uh, the next hit of whatever it is they're on, that they should consider the consequences of their actions and that they should actually take a moment to step back and reflect and think what am i doing you know why am i doing this is this the right thing for me and then you you know you'd give them the tools to allow them to break down the various options for behavior that they had and to go through those consequences i remember sitting there thinking but if they could do that if they were capable of doing that they wouldn't fucking be here. They wouldn't be looking at jail time for breaking in people's houses to to get their heroin fix. It was, to me, um, and I'm being careful here because I have uh, three friends who are full-time professional CBT therapists and and they they swear by it and they get good results. Um, The thing for me is it seemed almost like just common sense, just the kind of stuff your gran would tell you to do. Oh gran, I've got a really bad heroin addiction and I, I can't get over it well, son, the next time you think about injecting heroin, why don't you consider what you actually want to do with your life? And it never really, for me, it didn't, it didn't get um, into the nuts and bolts. And the brain, it's almost like it requires that the person you're talking to is rational, that they are socially obedient, and that they will respond to you as an authority figure and go, yeah, you know what? I do want to change my life. And yeah, I should think about what I'm doing to myself before I inject heroin into my arm or snort cocaine up my nose but frequently you're not dealing with people like that. It's, it's they're, they're there precisely because they're not like that. So it's almost like, to me, uh, CBT is almost uh, a slightly naive model of therapy that assumes that people are rational. And hey, some people are. You'll get clients in and all they need is to rationally talk it through in a CBT way and, and get into the, the, cognitive behavioral therapy is just about looking at how your mental processes affect your behaviors. It's not a million miles away from NLP. The difference with NLP is that it goes a level lower and goes into the unconscious. The way that NLP would handle drug addiction, um, and most addictions, is to say, well look, the internal representations are a little bit screwed up. They're working perfectly according to the strategies that they're running. The programs that they're running at an unconscious level Cause them to stay in that loop of addiction. So, what are the, NLP asked the question what are they doing inside their heads that would make them keep manifesting that behavior over and over again? And uh, one of the useful models um, for dealing with addiction NLP is to look at the video that's being played inside the person's mind. It's usually too short. If you think about it, it has to be. So, I'm about to inject heroin. What am I thinking about? I'm making a video, and I'm saying video, internal representation inside of my mind Um, that it's going to be awesome, that once that needle slides in and I get my... I've never taken heroin, but I assume it's lovely. I assume it's very nice. Apparently it's quite moorish. And you take it and you're going to feel good. So in the anticipation of taking the heroin, obviously if you're suffering from withdrawal as well, you're in pain without that heroin and you need that heroin to make yourself feel better again. Or cocaine or, or whatever it is. What they're not doing in the video inside of their head is then imagining the consequences. So they imagine the hit, the high. Oh, I feel so good. And then the video stops because they're not then imagining waking up. Now they're on a comedown. Now they're even now they're in a, now they're even more deeply addicted, and now they have less money. Now they have less means to feed the addiction. And every day that goes by, they're going deeper and deeper down this crack hellhole. So NLP would say, well, okay. Let's make them go into that hellhole so that the brain realises, duh, this does not equal pleasure. This equals pain. That's what in NLP they call a complex equivalent, where one experience becomes equivalent to another experience. Oh, that feels good needs to become, oh my God, this is poison, I'm ruining my life. How do you do that? So you run the video where it says, yeah, don't lie to the brain because the brain's not stupid. The brain's going to go, you're fucking lying to me. I know it feels good. So, you go, yeah, it does feel good and you will feel good. And then afterwards, you'll experience withdrawal. Now, CBT would say, okay, just tell them afterwards, you'll experience withdrawal and your quality of life will go down. Imagine that. That's the CBT approach. The NLP approach is almost a little bit more sadistic. We go, no, no, no. I don't trust you to imagine that. I'm going to put you into a light level of hypnotic trance and I'm going to have you vividly imagine in the first person laying in the gutter, having soiled yourself, crawling around on your elbows in hy- used hypodermic needles, getting fucking blood infections, pus coming out of you, you know, uh, being so broken by your addiction you're on street corners trying to suck somebody's penis for their small change so you can buy some heroin. That's the NLP way. It's cruel, but it's effective. So if you, instead of, if like, like the cocaine thing, if they're snorting it going, Oh, this is so glamorous. This makes me successful. This makes me a, 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 a higher value, higher status person in society. I'm just like a celebrity. I'm just like a footballer. And those kinds of things are being fired off inside the mind. And then you take them into the, um, begging for small change, sucking off a homeless man scenario, the brain and the unconscious can't, re- can't really process words. That's why we call it a representation. So it's a representation. So I say to you, um, think about lying in the gutter soiling yourself. You might do it or you might not. I mean, you might do it in, in NLP terms. You might do it in a way that is detached. And you might make a small black-and-white image, that's over here, and you go, ha-ha, yes, that's very funny, Richie, well done, lying in the gutter, soiled myself, da-da-da. No, we have to actually take hold of the subjective experience, which is what NLP does, take hold of it, guide them, go, no, 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 I need you to feel that. Feel, smell the tarmac, because you're lying in the gutter by the road. Hear the cars going past you. Imagine people looking at you with disgust and contempt, and going, oh, you're disgusting junkie in the road. That's NLP. NLP is the way of disgusting junkie in the road and sucking off a homeless man. That was the whole point of me making this video. CBT is surface, and I think, where people have turned around to me and said, hey, CBT worked really well for me, at the back of my mind, I'm always kind of thinking, you're probably quite high-functioning, you're probably quite rational, the problem probably wasn't that big. For those of us who have experienced addiction, we know that that doesn't work. Um, could you I'm not saying this happened to me, but could you imagine a scenario where somebody was an NLP practitioner or a master practitioner, had worked as a drug therapist specifically and then became addicted to a drug afterwards? Um, knowing is not enough. So again, there's another level of difference between CBT and NLP. In NLP, we don't assume knowing is enough. We don't assume that you're rational. We don't, we, we know that humans aren't rational. Um, we know that you're going to do the thing that you associate most pleasure to. That's programming. That's the neural, the neuro element of it. The neural, the uh, neuro element of it is that that program says do the thing that feels good, move towards pleasure, move away from pain. So we need to take heroin and take it from being a pleasure association to a pain association. Um, and I think. That's what I think of whenever I think of the difference between NLP and CBT. I'm not dissing CBT. It wasn't for me. It was a little bit too surface. Um, NLP, I think, is a much more direct way because this is why in NLP they say you don't really need to know the person's story. I don't need to know your story. I don't want to hear your bullshit, rationalization, justification for the horrible, shitty things you're doing to yourself. I'll just (laughs) bypass that. Go into a trance. Straight into the brain. Start changing, rewiring the brain. And... It's much more, um, it's not necessarily more elegant. And I, I, you know, I don't think it's necessarily an easier solution. Uh, it's certainly more effective. What's easier for the therapist is CBT. NLP takes a lot more skill. Uh, in CBT, you never have to put somebody in a trance where they have to vividly imagine something horrendous happening to them. You can stay quite calm. That was the other thing that made me leave the probation service because the people running the probation service, um, were nice, decent people who created psychological barriers to protect themselves from the fucking horror of what they were dealing with. But in doing that, they allowed the horrors to continue. Um, but that's a story for another day. Thank you very much for listening. Um, thank you very much for this Facebook page, the NLP Facebook page. It's really cool, uh, provokes a lot of good, good debate. And, um, yeah, thanks for your time.